Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I've had a few experiences with oil lately in my Brightline Eating program and I'm going to share them with you in this week's vlog. So this week's vlog is some musings on oil. First of all, oil in the Brightline Eating food plan counts as a fat. So we have a food plan of categories and quantities of food and the categories are protein, fat, fruit, vegetable. Are there any others? Protein, oh, grain. <laughs> Protein, fat, fruit, vegetable, grain. And oil is a fat, obviously. And you get a tablespoon of oil or a serving of fat for lunch and for dinner on the weight loss food plan. And from there, people modify. So as you transition to maintenance, you could get more fat than that. You could add a fat to breakfast, uh, etc. But you start off with a fat at uh, lunch and dinner, so that means a tablespoon of oil, or other examples of fat servings include other fats like a tablespoon of butter, a tablespoon of margarine, a tablespoon of mayonnaise, or you could do whole food fats, uh, and the, the equivalencies would be two ounces of avocado, two ounces of olives, or half an ounce of nuts or seeds. And in fact, I weigh my oil, even when it's oil, I weigh it. So the equivalency there is one tablespoon equals half an ounce. So I do half an ounce of oil. Um, so anyway, that's what the Brightline Eating Food Plan says. And it, we kind of are hands off about healthier fats versus not healthier fats. Brightline Eating actually isn't a plan around health. It's a plan around weight loss and food addiction. So getting peace around food, shedding that excess weight. And we find that most people start to optimize their plan for health, but not everybody. So if you want to have mayonnaise for your fat, I know that's not the healthiest thing in the world, but it's allowed on the Brightline Eating food plan. One thing I've noticed in terms of cooking with oil is that avocado oil has a higher smoke smoke point than olive oil. I used to use olive oil all the time. These days we have a bottle of avocado oil sitting by the stove and the oven, uh, or the stovetop rather. And so, uh, yeah, I use that to cook with. Now, that raises another question. How do you cook with oil on the Brightline Eating Food Plan, like if you're cooking up some chicken breasts in a pan or you're sauteing down some spinach in a pan, can you put oil in that pan? And the answer is a light spray, so spray oil. Uh, in the United States, we have had this product called PAM, which is a spray oil. And these days, most grocery stores just have spray cans of olive oil or various kinds of oil. And that's what we say is just do a light spray. And that doesn't 
count as part of your food plan. That's like a freebie, like a condiment, like adding vinegar or lemon juice or mustard or salt and pepper to your food or something like that. And the idea is, you know, don't spray the bejesus out of your pan, right? Just give it a light spray. So this brings me to the first thing that I've experienced lately with my oil is the spray cans have changed. And it's an issue. So I used to get a can of olive oil spray, organic olive oil spray at my grocery store, and it would deliver a lovely fine mist of olive oil spray. Perfect for lightly coating a pan before cooking. And then probably because of the environment, maybe having to do with aerosol type gases and things like that, the spray nozzle and the can configuration changed so that now when I spray it, it creates a little bit of mist, but mostly a really concentrated, intense bullet stream of oil, which is very hard to coat a pan with. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you try to coat the pan with it, you got to spray and spray and spray and spray until there's oil dripping everywhere and it's just a mess. And I don't love it. I really don't love it. I was talking about this on cooking with the Thompsons over the holidays recently and someone said, you can buy your own spray bottle mister on Amazon and fill it with olive oil yourself. And I said, oh good, I'll do that. And I got that bottle, filled it with olive oil myself. And at first I thought, oh, this is working well. And then I realized, no, not really it's actually also producing more of a concentrated stream of oil that's not coating the pan well at all. And so then what I started doing was just pouring some olive oil in the pan and then using a paper towel to smear it around and mop up whatever felt like it was excessive. And what I like about that solution is it saves money in terms of those spray cans are pretty expensive. I mean, I guess I am wasting a lot of olive oil with mopping it up with a paper towel. I guess the trick there is to not pour in so much that you have to mop up very much, but you know, just use the paper towel to spread it around kind of. So that's what I was doing. All right, you wanna still buy the cans of spray, go ahead. I don't know, it feels tricky to me, you know, do do what gives you peace. This is where, you know, do what gives you peace comes into play. So now fast forward, whole other issue recently, I've got joint pain. I've got a lot of joint pain. I've got knee pain. I've got uh, occasional hip pain. I've got occasional knuckle pain. I've got a right shoulder issue. Anyway, it's sent me uh, to physical therapy. It sent me looking to, you know, look at my activities. So I'm not jogging anymore. Now I'm walking uphill on the treadmill instead of jogging to save my knees, blah, blah, blah. Very tiresome. I feel way too young for this nonsense. I'm only 48, but I've got, I've got these joint pains. And now I started recently thinking about, is there any way I could optimize my diet to help my joints? And I decided to try an experiment. I decided to implement three changes. The major one was to eliminate oil from my plan. Uh, oil, I hear, is inflammatory. You know, it is a processed food. And I thought, why don't I do whole food fats only for this period of time? Now, that's easy to do. I love avocado. I love nuts and seeds to make my salad dressing for my big salad at night. I just got 
a jar of tahini. The only ingredient in that tahini is sesame seeds. So I do half an ounce of that and I take that tahini and I put it in a little dish and I put in lemon juice and balsamic vinegar and nutritional yeast and a little bit of salt, maybe a little bit of mustard. I make a big, voluminous, lovely salad dressing. It coats a very large salad easily. So I don't need oil for my salad. The trick is, what do I do about cooking things in a pan? Well, what I've been doing is just not doing that. Like, just not doing that. I steam my vegetables. I've been grilling um, my tofu. I've been putting my tempeh in an air fryer. Uh, yeah, just not using a pan that needs oil for anything. And I even cooked down some spinach the other day in a pan, but I just put a couple tablespoons of water in the pan and I just stood there very um, meticulously using a spatula and, and, and sauteing it up and it didn't need any oil. I was like, oh, I've been using all this oil. I didn't need oil, I didn't need oil, who knew? So no oil was one change. No meat was another change. No meat or dairy. Meat had crept back into my diet. I went back to being purely plant-based. And then I also noticed that my salt consumption had really increased a lot. Now I need a lot of salt. If you know my medical history, I faint without enough salt. But I decided to weigh and measure my salt. I'm actually using half a teaspoon per meal. That's a lot. It's like 3,500 milligrams of salt a day, which is plenty. Uh, not the full 6,000 milligrams a day that my doctor was saying that I probably need for my condition, but, um, but it's, it's up there, it's a lot of salt. And I'm, I'm watching it, like I'm seeing if I get dizzy. Uh, my blood pressure is now down to like, my blood pressure normally with, with tons and tons and tons and tons of salt, it runs like 95 over 55. Now it's like 88 over 55 since I cut my salt back to only half a teaspoon at each meal. Anyway, we'll see. And the jury's out really frankly on whether salt is inflammatory. Uh, most of the studies that showed that it's inflammatory just looked at people who eat a high, high salt diet versus a low salt diet, which is like, uh, yeah, they're eating potato chips to, to get that high salt diet. When you actually standardize of like, the same diet, just do people salt their broccoli more or less, then salt doesn't come out to be inflammatory. But anyway, I thought I'd make those three changes. So here's what I noticed. The main thing again is I took out the oil, right? Uh, no oil in the pan. And I switched from oil on my salad to tahini at night. Same amount though, half an ounce and half an ounce. And my weight plummeted. My weight plummeted like really fast went from the high end of my goal weight range to the low end of my goal weight range in like a week my weight just dropped now it could be you know salt could be a factor there but it wasn't all salt i was hungry a lot during that week and i was like good grief how much oil was i putting in a pan to saute my spinach uh maybe more than i realized so this is an interesting thing when you're at maintenance and you're dealing with maintenance weight creep or you know geez i'm at the high end of my range i'd like to be at the low end of my range it can be really really hard to look at your program and what you're eating and figure out what you're doing that's causing you know your body to hold on to those few pounds and i just want to propose this as something to look at 
Like, where has oil crept into your cooking methods? Where are you roasting vegetables? And where's the oil going there? How are you doing cooking things in a pan? And where's the oil there? I didn't really realize that that had probably been a factor in my diet, more than I realized. So I took it out and that's interesting and we'll see. And I may have to add some food to my food plan now because you know, I'm, I'm careening toward the bottom of my coal rate range and I don't want to go below that. So I may have to add some food, which is always a nice thing. Uh, and I don't know that I'll do this forever. I'll probably go back to using some, you know, oil with the paper towel method, you know, in a pan to cook some things here and there. Uh, but this is just a temporary experiment to see how it goes with my joints. So far, it's not really having an effect. That's too bad. But anyway, just some musings about oil. Uh, curious to hear in the comments below how you've been using oil in your Bright Line Eating food plan, how it's going with you. If you have ways to get a fine mist of oil spray onto your pan, I'd love to know. And yeah, those are my thoughts on oil this week. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Bright Line Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Bright Line Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.